Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Well, Laura, I got your email and, and uh, you're having a foundation. You had your foundation leveled. And uh, yeah. so it showed up with a sewer leak. Now, in your email, uh, you're saying the house was built in 1980? Yes. But are they saying you have cast iron pipe? Yes. And I know um, there are people in my neighborhood, they, they've got the same thing. They already did the replacement of the clean out, um, and both of those were cast iron. So I think the, the full neighborhood, um, most of those houses have cast iron. Yeah, most homes by 1980 weren't using cast iron. In fact, I didn't know anybody who was still using cast iron in 1980. <laughs> uh, that pretty much phased out around 73. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So the question that you're having then is whether you have to do the repair. Now, the unfortunate thing is a lot of foundation companies they do require in order to maintain the warranty that you have the leak yeah. fixed. So yeah, it'll depend on, thought. it'll depend on who did the foundation work for you. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you, I'm pretty sure it's in the contract and, okay. and I did look at it since then and I think it's in the contract. Okay. If it is in the contract then you will definitely want to get that fixed. Uh, okay. Now, as far as the cities require it and things like that, there actually are no codes that you have to do that. Okay. So it's strictly going to be, uh, does the, do you want to keep, maintain that warranty or not? Okay. Now you had a secondary question, uh, is as far as doing a repair versus replacement of the pipes. Yeah. I can tell you if you have cast iron, you are yeah. likely going to have to replace it all eventually. And by eventually, okay. pretty much uh, any time I have seen a test done on anything from the 60s, it leaks. So okay. you may get by with doing a repair for now, but probably within the next five to 10 years, your, your system is probably deteriorating enough that you will end up replacing the entire system if it's cast iron. Okay. I, I did make an appointment to have them come out and do the camera test. Okay. Um, I think I'll know more. I, I've got a huge oak tree in my yard, and um, that may be part of the issue. It may be the roots. So I'm real curious to see what they find with that. If it is an isolated, um, the, the back bathroom is where they did the foundation repair. Okay. It was only about an inch and a half. It was about eight piers, but I think that's probably where they're going to find it is in the back bathroom area. Um, it's got pretty good access from the side of the house for that area. Uh -huh. So if I can get them to do a partial repair, that's what I'm thinking because they've told me to do, my house is about 1800 square feet. They told me it could be anywhere from 30 to 50,000 to do the complete repair. Does that sound reasonable? No. Yeah. I didn't think so either. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that is, that is, uh, That sounds it's like high. it's high. Uh, yeah. You know I do these repairs all the time, right? Yes, I okay. do. That's the, reason, that's the reason I called. <laughs> yeah, and, and 
I I can tell you that a thirty to fifty thousand dollar repair is extremely rare and it's always on a bigger house than than what you have okay all right you know the other thing with my house is that i'm i'm not utilizing this as much as other people it's you know it's just me um so i'm not doing crazy laundry or you know it's just um and i think that's the reason why i've probably not had a problem i had one um clogged uh issue with a toilet and they came out but that's been years ago i've not had anything since then so that's the reason i was surprised at the outcome of the test but um i I do know within the next 10 to 20 years that it can get a lot worse oh yeah definitely and and again if if it can be isolated well have they isolated it yet or just done a static test and found that it's leaking they just did the static test. Um, I called around to a couple of different plumbing companies, and I found one that would do a partial repair, and I found one that they had the camera. There was another group that I had contacted. They would do – it was the, the way they used to do it before the cameras were done, right. but the cost for it was going to be very expensive. Um, it might have been a little bit easier to isolate, but I, I'm going to go with the camera. It makes more sense. It, it, it maybe makes more sense, but it's not as accurate. Okay. The cameras only pick up when there's a uh, a big enough break that it can see it, and okay. it misses a lot of stuff. So normally, when I do it, I do a combination. Uh-huh. We have the camera there to verify everything, but we do it by yep. moving test balls and filling the different sections to see if they hold. And that's really the only way you're going to be able to find out for sure if it's isolated to that one area. Okay. So the test ball, when I called about that, they had told me that for the first two, the first two hours was going to be 400 and then it was going to be like 180 for every hour after that. And they told me it would take six to eight hours to complete. Oh, I'll be honest with you. Normally I'm looking at around 700 bucks to do a, a, a total isolation system. So, all right. Uh, yeah, that, that even, that sounds a little high as well. Okay. All now, right. You, uh, and if you want, you know, this is something I do all the time. We can take a look at that. But you also had a question yeah. on, does insurance cover this? Yes. Yeah. If um, you have a special is- endorsement on your policy, it'll yeah. cover the access to and the damage caused by, but it does not recover the repair itself. Okay. All right. Which is the cheap And part. I would have to... Okay, and and I would have to be able to prove that the lifting of the house caused it, correct? No, uh, that, no? that's the opposite, and that's the reason I always do a static test before leveling. You have to prove that okay. the leak did not, or the lift did not cause it, because if, okay. if the lift caused the, the leak, then they won't cover it. Okay. And the fact that yours is already lifted would yeah. probably make it pretty tough to prove that the lift didn't cause it unless it's like a an old rusted crack along the bottom or something like that. But if it's a joint that pulled apart, they're going to say, no, the lift caused it and no coverage. Okay. Okay. So um, I, I know about uh, Due West for the foundation. Is that the same group that would do the, the test ball? Yeah, well, I have a plumbing company as well, Do West Total Plumbing, that okay. uh, would do the plumbing repair. Yeah. Okay. Very good. I'm going to give you guys a call then. 
<laughs> All right. Well, you can call us at 972-406-0912. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Now, I you, love your show. I appreciate what you do for people that truly have no idea where to even start. <laughs> oh, not a problem. Uh, but you had one other uh, disclosure question as far as if you decide to sell, do you need yes. to disclose? Uh, yeah. Yes, it, it would end up needing to be disclosed. Okay. And I thought that was a lot of times, especially when a house has cast iron, uh, the, ins yes. the uh, inspectors want it tested as well. Okay. All right. Okay. I wish they would have tested it before I moved in. I've been there about 20-something years. but Well, you know, if they oh, well. tested it back then, it wasn't a big issue. And chances are it wouldn't have had a leak back then. It's, yeah, the problem true. is the cast iron deteriorates over time. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they, the, the test before leveling. Now you can put the piers in and stuff, but don't do the leveling. Uh, that's uh -huh. the one that might have saved you some money if you had the endorsement on your policy. Now, I, and I'll tell you up front, most people don't, Laura. Okay. 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 I bet I don't. Okay. Laura, if you need anything, um, give me a holler. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. All right, the last call that we just had before we went to break was Laura uh, asking about a plumbing leak after having foundation work done. And, and, and I think I need to expand on this a little bit because you need to realize a lot of foundation companies have in their contracts that after their work is done, you must reach out to a plumber and have the plumbing checked. And if it has a leak, some of them give you 15 days, some of them give you 30 days. But if you don't have the plumbing repaired within that amount of time, your, your warranty is null and void. If you don't have the plumbing test done in that amount of time, your warranty is null and void. And, and, and i got to be honest with you, I do get a little, a little upset sometimes because, one, I don't have that clause in my contracts. And I don't understand why you go somewhere else when you listen to me, you follow the advice, but then you don't call my company. And, and let me tell you, the way Due West handles this as far as the plumbing issues, and I wish other companies would follow suit because it would save everybody a lot of heartache. We do a static test before we level, before we lift the property. That doesn't mean... You know, it's being done before we start digging or driving piles. But once you lift the property, once you do the leveling, if you have an insurance coverage, you just lost it. And that's the reason we do the static test prior to lifting the property. Because if you have a leak, then we're going to say, hey, let's check your policies. Let's get in touch with the insurance company. Now, that's only if you have the right type of policy. And, and if you're interested in adding that to your policy, what you're looking for is accidental discharge. It's an endorsement that they can add on to your policy. Yes, it does cost a little bit more, but if you have a, a house that has cast iron plumbing, it is well worth the extra money, especially if your house is an older home. You know, like I said, most houses, 73 cast iron was phased out. There's a few cities in Texas that still required it. Actually, a couple in Dallas, and I know of one in Houston. Uh, that, But I didn't hear anybody going all the way into 1980 with cast iron. That It was still allowed, but by then pretty much everybody had gone to 
PVC. It was probably some older builder who, oh, I'm going to stick with that old cast iron pipe, but uh, he didn't do you any favors by keeping the cast iron because it has deteriorated over time. Nonetheless, if you have an older home that does have cast iron, if your insurance company will let you put that endorsement, add it. I will almost guarantee you, you will recoup that money when you have to have that plumbing replaced because what they cover is access to and damage caused by the leak. The leak itself is yours. Well, quite frankly, the digging of the tunnels to access it, that's the expensive part. Replacing the pipe, sure, it's going to cost a couple thousand dollars, but that is way less expensive than digging the tunnel. And if it did cause a foundation problem, and the engineers get involved, but it's got to be done prior to the lift. You get the engineers involved, and if they come back with their report saying, yes, this water leak contributed to the foundation problem, you get part of that covered, if not all of it as well. And just FYI, there are policies now that you can add foundation coverage as well. Now, does it cover... You know, if you got a, a $75,000 foundation job, which is extremely unusual to begin with, no. Uh, it has maxes on it of, you know, I think a lot of them are fifteen or 20000 But, hey, that's money that's not coming out of your pocket. So you need to talk with your insurance company and, and verify this. And while you're doing that, uh, this, this is something I, I touch on a lot of times on other things as well. Make sure you set the value of your home correctly. Whatever you set the value at on your insurance policy, if you have a, a contractor work on it, if the city has something happen, the gas company that destroys the house, whatever you set the value at on your insurance is all you can get. That's all anybody's responsible to pay you for because you set the value already. So make sure you keep that up to date. And I understand every time you raise that dollar amount, it raises the cost of your insurance. You know, you don't need insurance until it's a problem. And so you've got to make sure that you got those values set right. Anyway, I, I just wanted to pass that on. Look, if you're having foundation problems or plumbing problems, especially these under slab plumbing problems, call my company, Do West. We will be more than happy to help you out. So uh, I'll get I'll get off that uh, soapbox now, but... Uh, uh, you know, a couple of the other things, though, that we did make sure to cover here. No, the city does not require you to fix those pipes. But what causes these foundation problems is a moisture change. And if you've got leaking pipes under the home, I will guarantee you, if you don't fix them, you will have major foundation problems. I found this to be one of those really interesting questions, so I want to jump onto this one real quick. So he says, uh, when buying a current HVAC system, are they locked into the new R45B or do you have options like using R32? The 32 is a single component, non-patented, so it would be cheaper, has no glide and was originally backed by Lennox and Daikin. Or can you use other types like the RS44B? Also, I believe that you cannot get a dry unit anymore or can you? Are any of the brands finally made differently, better than before, to handle the higher pressure of the new coolant types? When I researched them some time back, 
all the welds and soldering points were the same as the units made when R22 was the norm. So they were more prone to failures because of the higher pressures of the newer coolant types. Are they honestly made any sturdier now? Thanks for your insight, JV. Okay, Jerry, let, let's uh, get started. You know, if you're buying a new system, what you're going to find is not even all the manufacturers are using one type of coolant anymore. You mentioned Lennox. Lennox has their own uh, coolant system that they're using. Uh, others are sticking with what has been used now for the last several years. The coolants in the systems are evolving again, thanks to the EPA. Uh, everybody's you know working around what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And I think in the next couple years, you're going to see new coolants coming out once again. Now, your other question, though, can you get dry units any longer? No, that has been done away with uh, because they're no longer servicing the old R22, and that's what those dry units were for. You know, some of the coolants that you get are not necessarily matchable with some of those old units. Uh, and, and the dry ship units, they were made specifically to go with the old R22. So, no, that's not available any longer. Uh, now, you asked about all these different coolant things. One of the things you're going to have to keep in mind, prior to everybody using these different coolants, parts were able to be interchangeable. Not necessarily the case any longer. Now, I don't know of any of the spe specifics on it, but you can figure that there's going to be some issues come up, which you really don't want to be interchanging stuff anyways. I mean, if you've got a, uh, an American Standard compressor, stick with American Standard on the inside. Same with the, the Daikin or Carrier or any of the other brands out there. Uh, but the, the other thing you brought up was the strength of the welds and soldering and all that kind of stuff. No, they haven't changed it at all. But quite honestly, there's not much they can do to change it. There's sweat fittings on a lot of this stuff. And it will handle the higher pressures. Uh, in reading your description here, I'm almost thinking you must be an engineer who, quite frankly, is overthinking this process. Uh, I do commercial projects as well where some of our coolant lines are you know two inch diameter copper lines running the coolant through them large stuff as as well as the residential and you know quite frankly the soldering is the same do you have to know more what you're doing absolutely you do uh you know because you got to heat everything up properly and 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 i don't know if that's what you're asking about or not but that's really what it comes down to is the experience of the person who is doing the, the, the soldering and, and the connection. So uh, I, I wouldn't worry about that part of it. And I have seen absolutely no issues with that part of it. Uh, if you wanted to pick something apart on the new equipment versus the old equipment, I guess the thing I would look at would be more the... Uh, the coils and stuff, some of the fins have gotten thinner and they tend to become an issue sooner than they used to. But even that has not been a huge issue. So uh, I would not let that bother me a bit on looking at a new system. 
Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Another email that came in from Angela in Murphy. My home is about 21 years old. I have a large living room, popcorn ceiling where I can see all the seam lines. The popcorn has not cracked. Is there a way to reduce the appearance of seam sag or get rid of the sag altogether without completely stripping off the popcorn? No, there's not. Uh, Because more than likely what you're seeing is the sheetrock itself is sagging. And quite honestly, one of the reasons they used popcorn was to hide all the flaws when they floated the uh, sheetrock. And so my guess is what you're seeing is actually the sheetrock is sagging between the ceiling joists. Uh, You may be on 24-inch centers. I know I have an issue with that in some of my house. Uh, When I'm getting ready to do some remodeling, I will be correcting that issue. But the only thing you could do is try putting some flat paint up there, uh, flat white, and that may hide it better for you. But if you want to actually correct it, You'll be scraping the popcorn off, floating out the ceiling, and then retexturing. Uh, and you may want to consider a different texture, but yeah, the popcorn is is really there to hide a multitude of sins from the tape and float bed job that was done. I got an email from uh, Diana, and she wants a recommendation for a company to repipe my house, moving from copper to PEX, also red flags or key items to look for, when selecting a company, thanks. Well, Diana, the, uh, I guess the first question I, I'm going to have is, why do you want to make a switch from copper to PEX? Unless your copper piping has been springing up several leaks, I wouldn't make the switch. There's not a reason. You know, the, the pe- and trust me, if I was building a new house, I would go back with PEX plumbing. I don't have any issues with PEX. But I think sometimes we worry about making changes to upgrades Uh, that we don't need to make yet at that time. Now, there are some old copper pipes, and I shouldn't even say old, they're not that old, uh, some Chinese copper pipes that were, bluntly, they were garbage. They kept springing leaks. And if you're getting in that type of situation, absolutely make the change out to to PEX. Now, what are some of the things you can expect? Well, you're going to have to cut holes in the sheetrock. Uh, you know, as much as they like to tout that, oh, no damage and all that, no, that's bull. Because the only way they can have no damage is if they don't replace everything. When you do a drop from, say, the ceiling, because when you replace, even if your pipes are under the slab or overhead, they're going to be overhead when you replace them with pecs. And so going down to where the showers are, where the... Uh, bathtub is where the toilet line is the kitchen sink the bathroom sinks all those drops in order to typically replace those requires a hole in the sheetrock in order to hook everything up you got to unhook what's there and hook up the new stuff so be prepared for some damage Um, it's not a lot don't get me wrong but there is some so what are the red flags or key items to look for when you're uh, doing this, well, you're going to be looking for a company who's got some experience at least using PECs. Uh, you're also going to be looking for a company who carries insurance. You want general liability. 
Uh, I typically look for workers' comp as well, but at the very least, you want to make sure they have general liability. Uh, check, make sure their license are good. I am totally shocked at how many plumbing companies and how many plumbers go out and they don't have a license. And even with my own plumbing company, I have people come in to apply for jobs. I, we had one uh, we were all just chuckling about uh, a couple weeks ago that came in. Of, uh, we were advertising for plumbers. He came in. Oh, yeah, I'm a plumber. I've been doing. I've got 32 years experience. Uh, what t- level license do you have? Oh, I don't have a license. I've just been plumbing all that time. And the only way he can do that is people are hiring him without a license. Don't do that. Uh, Make sure they're pulling permits and getting everything verified that it works. Uh, And and by verify, what what the city typically requires, or most cities require, is after the pipe is installed, they want a pressure gauge on it that gets monitored for a period of time to verify that it holds pressure. That's it. It's not that big a deal. But you do want to make sure that a permit is pulled. So those are the items that uh, I would look for. Uh, By the way, when you get uh, insurance from a company, whether it is a plumbing company, a remodeler, uh, you know, uh, roofing company, foundation repair, any type of contractor, do not take it from the contractor themselves. You want it sent to you from the insurance company. You'd be amazed at how many people forge <laughs> their insurance documents. Uh, so, yes, you, ju- you request it, and it, it's easy. All they do is they make a, a phone call to their broker, and it is sent to you. It can be sent, I mean, immediately to you with no problem. So, uh, hopefully that helps you out with that. This comes from uh, Charles in Austin, and it, it, it really wasn't a question. It's some information that he felt listeners should use, and after reading it, I agreed. So I'm going to just read you what he sent me. Given the recent power loss incidents seen in Texas, home and business owners who experience an extended power loss and who have alarm systems should be aware that the backup battery in the alarm likely experiences a substantial power drain during the outage. Gel cell and other types of batteries, if drained to a low voltage, will likely not fully recover after utility power is restored. And the gel cells, if drained to below 8 volts from the normal 12 volts, are functionally dead and should be replaced after power is restored. An alarm with a ruined battery will likely appear to be operating normally, but might fail to trip in case of an emergency. And this goes back to his story now. Uh, Well... I mean, he, he sent that part, but here's where he's coming from. In 2012, I replaced a bad Federal Pacific breaker box on my home and took the opportunity to replace the underlying siding. The job took a few days. The next year, wiring, which had earlier been damaged by the faulty breaker panel, caused a fire which burned down my home. I had believed the backup battery in my alarm system would recover from the power loss, but I was wrong. The alarm failed to trip. I contacted the installer about what may have caused the failure. During the conversation, I mentioned the fact that the power had been cut off for over three days. 
He told me that an alarm system with a weak or failed backup battery would likely fail to trip. He wasn't trying to uh, hand me a line. He was a longtime close friend. In summary, if you have alarms, backup battery checked, especially if you had power loss testing more than a few hours or lasting more than a few hours. Uh, They should normally be replaced every few years, even without a lower outage. I'm sure that should be a power outage and should be inspected at least annually. And you know what? By the way, he says, love the show. Thank you, sir. Uh, and, And honestly, this is some great information because, yes, you should have those batteries checked on a regular basis. They do need to be replaced periodically. Uh, so uh, most of us, we get these alarm systems put in and we totally forget about them. I know even on uh, airplanes and things like that, they have battery backups for different items uh, that you got to replace every couple of years. So I see no reason why you shouldn't have to do that with your alarm. And you know what? I'm going to have my system checked at my house. All right, I had to take that quick break, but, uh, you know, that battery backup thing does bring a couple things to mind. One, we're back on this insurance kick. Make sure your value is right on your house because that's what it will be paid by. Two, you know, the big question is going to be who's liable uh, when something like that happens because most of us aren't aware that we need to have these batteries checked and yes, when they install them, they probably do go over, hey, you got to replace these batteries periodically and all that kind of stuff. But is it really ingrained in us? Probably not. But I guarantee you they probably got paperwork signed off that says that. So you need to make sure that we do check into these kind of things. There's a lot of stuff as, as uh, property owners, we just kind of do it once and forget about it. I know in my own office, we have, uh, in one of my offices in particular, we have an, not only an alarm system, but a camera system to monitor the yard and stuff uh, due to break-ins in the past. And we just had to have everything reserviced on it for that very same reason. The The batteries weren't holding up and stuff. Got checking into it. The stuff had been out there for like 10 years, and we hadn't done anything to it. And it's supposed to be cleaned up like every five years. So we do need to go through the process of verifying things. Uh, the simple put, pushing the button to test it probably doesn't get it. Uh, this is a, a case where we probably need to call and have somebody come out and service periodically to uh, verify what we got and what needs to be replaced. But again... Uh, just a, a, a tidbit of information. Get those values set properly. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.